Today, we are getting all up into this hairy situation with the one, the only, T.S. Madison, as we chat about the makeovers of Cycle 5. First, we find out what T.S. Madison was up to in 2005. Then, T.S. Madison tells us how she feels about Tyra as we recap some of these iconic and cringeworthy makeovers. Finally, we give T.S. Madison a chance to sit in the salon director chair as she gives these girls better makeovers. We also have a surprise visit from one of our favorite top model experts. You aren't going to want to miss this one. Forever. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shea Coulee, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Hi, Maxwell. How are you doing? Hi, Shay. I'm doing so well. I did my morning stretches today. I'm feeling nice and limber. How are you? What's going on in your world? You know, I'm doing um, great. I had a lovely holiday weekend. It was fine. It was fresh. It was fierce. And the um, pecan pie was popping. So, Who made it? Um, you? No, I ordered it but it was oh. popping <laughs> i just I, wanted to listen. give a show i just wanted to give a shout out uh to uh bang bang pie biscuits because they do make a really good um pecan pie i've had their pie it is very good um let's i just want to talk to you really fast we spoke with lisa last week about um her experience on being on america's next top model like wow wow she I knew she was going to give us all all the things, but she really like it was very touching to talk to her. And I'm really I'm excited that we gave we talked to her because I feel like she really wanted to express herself. And we gave her that opportunity to do that. And I hope our fans got to see a new side to her, too. Oh, yeah. I'm truly just like so thrilled that we got the chance to really just sit down and chat with her and see what she's up to now and just really get such an open honest and raw perspective from somebody who experienced this cycle firsthand yes well let's get into this cycle because today we are getting into our favorite thing we are getting into makeover day of cycle five Mm -hmm. they are definitely stepping up their makeovers this cycle and there seems to be more budget for these makeovers this time around um i want to get into these makeovers a little later with our guests because i want to chat with you about some of the other things that happened in the episode of the girl who needs a miracle so they focused on individual style during these makeovers and mr j assigns all the girls their personal these personal styles and they're all given this challenge to go shopping and Beverly Hills with $500. This is the first time they've done this in top model history. And I just want to know like what your thoughts are on these personal styles that were given to the girl. This is a setup. I agree. This is an absolute setup. $500 in Beverly Hills. 
All, well, the only thing that you can afford is parking, okay? Like, I don't know what they expected these young women to, to, to be able to create an entire persona, an entire... And, like, also, like, some of these, like, briefs that they're giving to girls, you know, like, bohemian chic, you're not finding that in Beverly Hills. You're not going to find boho chic <laughs> in Beverly no. Hills. well... And it was also, I mean, not only were there those, but then there were also just, like, vague ones. Like, they gave Diane dressy casual. To me, dressy casual sounds like um, uh, work attire. Like, when you get the job and you say, hey, what's the dress code? Oh, here we're dressy casual. No, it, it was so wrong. I mean, they called Brie Ghetto Fabulous. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, okay, this is 2005, so like Ghetto yes, Fab was course. like that was that that was popping, but their interpretation of what they thought Ghetto Fab was was like not not really the tea, in my humble yes. opinion. Thank you for bringing me back to the time, because yes, Ghetto <laughs> Fabulous was definitely a phrase of the time. Oh my God, did um, we bring that back? I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet the city girls and be like, "Do you guys think that you can reclaim Ghetto Fabulous?" I mean, do you think cancel culture will let anybody take the word ghetto back? Well, I mean, if you grew up in the ghetto and you're fabulous, then Team. you know I mean, who am I? Who I mean, who am I to say? I mean, I'm no one actually. Let's get into what <laughs> you could be. After you could be suburban sickening. <laughs> suburban sickening with my pumpkin spice latte queen my, my all pumpkin spice earthang lip gloss <laughs> candles and air fresheners yes okay let's get into some more let's talk about this because jane st james actually is the one that introduces these girls uh-huh. to this shopping challenge and you are so right like where the hell are they going to shop on Rodeo Drive? That was the gag. Was they dropped them off on Rodeo Drive, which is literally the most expensive, expensive <laughs> strip of retail in the United like, States. At yeah. least. And like none of those places have things under five. Like you could not get a pair of pants. You, I don't think at any of those. Maybe Guess. Yeah, maybe. Guess is the only store there but they all ran over to beverly boulevard which is the next block over which has the more affordable things Mm -hmm. they ran by the starbucks they used to get drink my get my lunch break i would just go and sit at that yellow starbucks they ran by Mm -hmm. yeah nostalgia um what do you think of jane st james coming by though um i mean i feel like it's very on par with the top model brand to be like we need to go and find some exuberant homosexual to give the girls a fashion challenge they said miss j and mr j aren't enough they said we need more and james st james make sure you wear an orange polka dot dress yeah come with your head fresh come ruffles galore flounces they said category is flounces but when we were, who, what what contestant was it? We were talking about Val- with Valentine when somebody was like, and nobody's saying anything about it. When Miss yeah. J came in in a dress and heels, one of the girls was like, nobody's <laughs> saying <laughs> it. Like nobody's saying anything. Out in broad um, daylight on Rodeo Drive, nobody's stopping tw- them. Twirling, twirling. Do you, do you think any of these girls understand their personal style? Mm, well, I feel like the key word in personal style is personal. 
it's kind of weird to assign somebody a personal style because it should be like their own to express. So that's where I feel like we were already off the rails at this point. Cause I'm like, oh, mm. you know, like, like what is what? Okay. What type of personality is expressed through dressy casual? Like, I don't know. Like, when are those words ever used to describe somebody's personality? I also liked the ones, the girls who are given branded personal styles. So dress like a label, which is like, yeah. That, how is that personal style to be a Chanel girl? Yeah. Uh, YSL girl. You're like, a YSL is... girl. And you're like, well, yeah. describe that, please. And first of all, if I'm a Chanel girl, give me a Chanel budget. Right? $500. That is, I mean, even with the different times, I cannot, like, even with the time difference of, like, what that is worth on that street is still, I don't know where you would be able to shop with $500. Yeah. Like, I mean, a Gucci shirt is 480 Oh, so. really? Uh, that must be on sale. Top that must be because I have not, no, I've not been able to find one in my own experience. Look, Bought one Gucci shirt, never buy it again. Mine was, has less tigers on it than yours and less holes in it. So I know that means <laughs> I have to save a couple, couple hundred uh, yeah, uh-huh. they, they, Yeah, uh-huh. Your, and yours is a brilliant white versus a dingy, dirty vintage. Um, oh, no, mine, mine is vintage. that classic... Mine is definitely that classic tea-stained Gucci <laughs> t-shirt yellow. Um, well, Great. we're not going to get to talk too much about this with our guests, so I want to talk to you about this photo shoot. Uh, the girls on the ranch, you know, mm-hmm. are we living for that? Like, do you think... It, I love that Mr. J paired them up, too. Like, what... They were setting these girls up to be mad at each other. They were like, the girls in Cycle 3 were too friendly. The girls in Cycle 4 weren't fighting enough. How do we really get these girls just to be a screaming at each other? Honestly, I feel like it is the perfect challenge i feel like there are so many times where we see you know um designer clothes that are off the runway that are being you know interpreted on different models in different editorials and sometimes you flip through a magazine and you look at that same garment on a model and you're like oh she ate that you know um and i think that it's great to be able to put them up next to each other let them see how they interpret the clothing, interpret the look, interpret the environment and be like, okay, and how do I bring my own individual personality into this look that somebody else is wearing? I love this too, because it's giving me like cycle eight when they had to do the like pro con photo shoot. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like pro abortion again, Uh pro choice or whatever. Right. uh, Yeah. The way that, they really were having these girls fight. I loved it. They were not, they did not seem to be very friendly to each other. And after talking to Lisa, it sounds like they kind you know, they, they kind of were. were. But, but, but you know what? I mean, as like, in my experience too, sometimes on like reality television, even though everyone's getting along fine, like producers will just ask you just for the fun of it to like talk shit to each other. Cause they're like, I mean, they're like, you know, we're, we're going to figure out how it's all going to go down when you guys are like really into it. But at least for fun, just like talk some shit to each other just so we have that, you know? And sometimes that's just all you see. I was going to say too, I was, when we talked to Lisa about, I, 
I don't know why I was surprised, but I was so surprised that people, the producers like lied that she was talking shit about the girls to the other girls. So they were like, oh, she's talking about you in the confessionals. I know. Like that like gagged me, but then it didn't. But then I was still like, damn. You're like, crazy. and then you were gagged. Um, wait, one more question before. I want to know if this, any of the photos from this photo shoot would make it into your locker. Um, um, Lisa's, uh, and Lisa and Nick's, uh, Nick on yes. that tree. Those two would definitely make it into my locker. Yeah. That hair was really giving. It was. The, the couture fantasies I needed. Uh, absolutely. Well, okay. We have a lot of makeovers to get through and I am so excited to do it with our very special guest today. We are going to be joined by the legendary T.S. Madison. We'll be right back. I know we have to do all of these openings and stuff like that. Like, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't I know how the host do it. I don't want to come over here because I do have the tendency of coming taking over people's show. I just did it to the Breakfast Club, but that's neither yeah. here nor there. Shea Kool-Aid sent me this one hundred thousand dollars soap. And I did it in a, one of my box openings. I don't know if you see you're such a busy lady, so is I don't know if you saw. Is she starting our show for us right now? Yes, yes. let's do it. Okay. She sent me this hundred thousand dollar bar of soap which was two bars well one bar broken in half so that i can see the, the pearl the diamonds and the, the gold pieces on the mm-hmm. inside of the of the of the soap yes. and see i wanted to wait until i actually got into her presence no matter where i was located wherever i got into her presence i was going to save one bar mm-hmm. and and use one bar but peel out the original bar that she sent me mm-hmm. and i wanted to say <clears throat> From one minister's daughter to another. Yes. I know the interworkings of this soap, honey. There are spells cast all in those essential oils. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, when I opened that bag and 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 the aroma came out, I said, hail to the guardians of the watchtowers of the coin. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everybody. It's me, T.S. Madison. If you don't know me, honey, you're sleeping under a rock. Wake up. Are T.S. Madison fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shea Coulee, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explored the cultural phenomenon that launched 1,022 inches. Yes! <laughs> now, we just heard an amazing review of my 100K uh, bar of soap from uh, the one and only, the iconic Miss T.S. Madison. So we want to catch up with you, Miss T.S. Madison, because here we always like to talk to our guests about, you know, what was going on with them at the time that this was airing. So most of y'all listening at home probably know her from big screen films like Zola, her viral videos, her hit reality TV show, The T.S. Madison Experience, or a really recently iconic conversation on The Breakfast Club. We are joined today by the one, the only T.S. Madison, and we are going to be getting all the tea about Miss T.S. back in September 2005. So I want you to take us back. <laughs> Yeah, she froze. <laughs> She's still there. 
anyway. It's the light. It's the light. She on. said September 2005. I was a whore. <laughs> Top model facts. You know what? And I'm sure probably one of the best. Yes. The brightest. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. I was on my way to building a better day for me. But, you know, two th- September of 2005. Oh, my God. What year was that? Oh, 2005. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> but you know what? It's like numbers, schmumber. It's like, I remember years by like where I lived. Like, I, I remember things by like what apartment I was living in, like who I was kicking it with. Like, sometimes it takes me a while to like associate the actual years. And 2005 was a long time ago. Yeah, it was uh, uh, 17 years ago. So what were you, 16? 16 yeah, at the time. Yes. Yeah. 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 I actually I was 27. Right? Shut your mouth. I'm 44 now. I just and I was actually 26 because I was in October I turned 27. Okay, work. Come on, yeah, October. October so 22nd. Yeah, Libra. Yes. I'm on yes. the cusp though. I'm on the cusp okay. of Libra Scorpio. So uh-huh. October 22nd, 1977, I was born. So October or September of 2005. What the hell was I doing? I was 27, 26 going on 27. Did I even know I was, what was I, was I top in the guy? Was I bottom? (laughs) All the right questions. Those are all the right questions. (laughs) Was I living in an apartment or was I, what in the hell was going on? Definitely, it was in more of a bottom phase when I was 26, 27, for sure. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It goes in waves, you know? It really does. It goes in waves. Like, I'll have my moments where she's very much so, like, I'm a bottom. And then she has her moments where she's like, I'm a top. <clears throat> I'm a top right now. I'm, I'm always a mattress. It always works for me. I just flip one side. <laughs> when one side gets worn, I just flip it over. <laughs> so I think in 2005, I'm remembering now, I was actually on my way here to Atlanta from Miami. Oh, okay. Work. Yeah, Work. Okay. So what year was Katrina? Katrina was 2000 and... Uh, I think it was six, but I'm going to Google it really fast. I think, no, 2005, because I want to... Or, yeah, I want to say it was the summer of 2005, because I was... Uh, August uh, 2005. Yeah, because I was going... I remember just being in, in my chemistry class, and I remember my chemistry teacher uh, my sophomore year. I was on my way here, because I remember my best friend who's in heaven now, a TSE... She had, uh, she was calling me uh, because, okay, so so August is when Katrina happened. Yes. I was in New Orleans July, June or July, I was in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And I remember my friend calling me saying, girl, bring your ass from over there and girl, come on and move here to Atlanta. Like, bring, like come from there. Uh-huh. And I was like, girl, I'm gonna move here to New Orleans. I rem- uh now it's coming back now. Mm-hmm. As I, I was gonna move to New Orleans, and I was like, girl, New Orleans is pretty. I like it. I wanna stay. She's yeah. like, bring your ass from over there and come here. Wow. And I was like, girl, I'm not making because at the time I was a I was a hooker. 
And uh, during my hooking times, I was, uh, you know, traveling the place, trying to get myself together, you know, in order to figure out like, because I was just coming out of being, um, I was really sick from being silicone poisoned. Oh, wow. Yeah, you really got, you digging me back now. Yes, bitch, we getting the T.S. Madison experience. Yes. So I was really sick from being silicone poisoned maybe earlier, the year before, like 2004. 2003, 2004, I was trying to get my life back together because I was living Mm. in Miami at the time. I was trying to get my life back in order. And then Mm. like 2004 and 2005, I was like in a traveling space, you know, because my body started healing back because I was in a Mm -hmm. hospital for a very long time trying to heal up. Mm -hmm. And then I... I I was on tour, you know, hooking, 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 reeling, and fishing, and and selling, you know, doing all the things. Mm -hmm. And so I I got to uh, New Orleans, and it was I remember it raining, Mm -hmm. and I was saying, "Girl, there's nobody calling my phone, girl." And then I had this guy call my phone and told me that he had money and he came over there, and he you know he tried to fondle and molest and rape and do all the things to me, girl, Mm -hmm. for free. And I was like, Mm -hmm. "Get out." You know, so mm-hmm. and he still messages me to this day. Fuck you. But um, <laughs> but I remember her telling me to leave New Orleans, like leave there and come come here to Atlanta. And I was like, girl, I ended up leaving and coming to Atlanta. Yes, T.S. Madison. Yes, God, you something made you do this today because now yes. I'm remembering. Because I remember moving here around my birthday time. Uh huh. Because I was turning twenty seven. Got you. Or twenty six or twenty somewhat of them here. I was turning it here mm-hmm. in Atlanta because mm-hmm. I moved here at twenty six. Yes. Mm. Yes. See, look at I, all the pieces I, of the puzzle yeah, just come back together like say, that. Mm-hmm. I was moving here in September. Yes. See, we love going back down memory lane. It's crazy how many things will like come up when you really start to go back. It's wild. Yeah. So I was moving here. So I was still trying to get my foot wet. I came here. I didn't have any money. Yeah, this is right. This is Katrina. I was broke. I didn't have any money. I was homeless. Um, uh, very, I wasn't, I was poor in spirit. I was trying to get my life together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was mentally, you know, not where I am now, I, I, I was I was mentally not where I was, bitch, young. I was mentally like really uh-huh. messed up because I had lost everything and I was poor and mm-hmm. homeless and broke and, and broken, broke and mm-hmm. broken. Mm-hmm. Body was sick from, you know, still trying to heal from, oh my God. Yeah. Shit. Wow. And here we go. We yes, so and look at her have. now. Yeah, I got a little shot You know, yes, a glamazon in front. <laughs> oh, of Oh, baby, oh yeah, sunny. Yes. I know, glowing in front of us as we speak. Me, pretty white. Yeah. Is that a smize I see? Did you learn? Did you learn that from Tyra? It's a little smize. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think I did. So this, so is this when Tyra Banks came out? This. So we're we're currently on cycle. So we are right at the beginning of the fifth cycle. And um, the show had premiered on UPN just two years prior, but it had become such a hit that they were already on their fifth season at this time. They cranked out two a season every like six months. Yeah, they were they were pumping 
these seasons out, bitch. So, you know, we've been talking about the fashions of the girls now. Um, now that we're thinking about it, and we know that you just moved to Atlanta at this time. This is like 2005. Right. Like, what was what was T.S. Madison rocking? What was in her closet? Did she have some apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur? Oh, uh, well, at the time, I was just trying to get myself together. And mm-hmm. so, I, I, you know, I'm, I had a I, I have a stretch piece body. Mm-hmm. And so during that time, the, the pieces that could stretch over your ass. Mm-hmm. You had like a big ass. They were most. They were Darion jeans. Yes, come on, house of Darion. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. Darion jeans. Uh, they were uh, baby fat. I was really hoping that you were gonna say baby fat. I was really. I was sitting here like imagining, and I was like, I really hope that TS had a baby it was, fat tracksuit. It was dead. I had a baby fat tracksuit. I had a baby <laughs> fat baby fat jeans. Yes. I had baby fat uh, like the little fur. They had like these, that little uh, that little jacket with jacket the with the, the fur, hood. It was, hood and the fur. Uh, it was yes. cropped. Girl, yes. you know my ass wanted one so bad. Girl, I had that. I like. I was trying to get myself together, and so and it was affordable for me to do because they because mm-hmm. girl they sold it right over there at uh, uh, TJ Maxx and Ross yes. and stuff. And so we had a Ross by the house. So yeah. So during that yes. time, I was rocking a Kimora Lee Simmons situation, and I was smelling like baby fat because you know the baby fat perfume. Yes. I like to love the pink her. one, the pink one, honey. You know, yes, girl, you better dig me up, bro. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Because we were just talking to like a few episodes back, and Tyra was wearing this, pin, and I'm pretty sure it's baby fat. It was this little pink cropped, kind of like quilted with the stitching jacket with the hood, and I was like, "Damn, I need to see if I can dig in a vintage store and find that because we need to bring that back." Yes, I just actually cleared my closet out from all the baby fat stuff that I had, like from back then, like baby, baby yes. fat. <laughs> what a crime. Yeah. P-H-A-T, pretty hot and tempting. Wow. Uh, <laughs> is that what that stood, is that what the acronym for that stood for in baby Uh-huh. Fat? Mm-hmm. I love that. That's giving me sexy, unique restaurant energy. Well, just like, I thought that that was just fat in general, P-H-A-T. You know, when, like, they would say, like, ooh, that girl's fat. They meant... Well, I'm trying to think of the movie, because it's a movie with Chris um, Tucker. And who's that guy from Two and a Half Men? Charlie Sheen. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, dating Heather Locklear in this movie. And I don't remember what the fuck it's about. But, but, like, I think, like, whatever. He's, like, whatever. But he, uh, Chris Tucker goes up to Heather Locklear, and he's just all like, dang, girl! He's like, you are fat fat and she's like oh excuse me and he's like oh girl p-h-a-t pretty hot and tempting she's like (laughs) so that's what i like it that's like from the 90s i don't know i'm I'm gonna have to look that up chris tucker and charlie sheen Sheen. Sheen. it's like you know they were doing a lot of those kind of crossover films they're like look we could have cultures intertwining and intermingling like what was that that's what they really do with me now. cop that's what i'm hoping know? that they're gonna do with me soon down the line they've already started doing those little things but i just hoping down the line they do more because i'm definitely culture because you know what you know what i would have loved if if modern family was still on i would have loved for um sofia vergara's character gloria to get a friend like a neighbor next door like there's a family that moves in next door 
And then she meets T.S. Madison because T.S. Madison is, you know, the matriarch of the family that moves in next door. And at first they don't quite know if they like each other, but then they develop a really good friendship. And then they're like best Judy's. Money talks. Money talks. Yeah. There we go. There we go. I found it. Money talks, honey. Girl, we really, we dig it out the the archives, the relics on this episode today. Um, You know what? Let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to start diving into these makeovers of the girls from Cycle 5 of America's Next Top Model. We'll be right back. are back at Wanna Be On Top with our special guest, T.S. Madison. Hi! We're going to be going over the makeovers from Cycle 5 of ANTM. So, uh, just to dive in, so the models get some Tyra mail that reads, Don't bitch and moan about a hairy situation. Be ready to leave at 8.45 a.m., the models are fully aware that they're getting makeovers and they are rushed off to meet Tyra at the Louis Lacari Salon in Beverly Hills. Tyra is there and gives out the girls' future makeovers. Are you familiar, TS, with like the shenanigans that Tyra puts these girls through? Oh, she yes. Oh, yes. honey. Okay, cool. Oh, I, this is, she terrorizes those girls, honey. <laughs> All for us to only know Eva. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> She's well, she said, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, right. but yeah. So we got Brie here, which, you know, Brie, I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, I'm kind of like, what is going on in the before picture? Because I almost still felt like her hair was longer than that, because what they did was they gave Brie a blowout. They didn't relax her. They said, you know, they were just going to give her a blowout. But that's, you know, that's typically just like a style that you get. And then you could basically wear until you got to wash your hair again, but then you got to get another blowout. Well, the gag is she looks good with this blowout because, I mean, no tea and no shade at all. When I say the thing of things, I mean, she went from the the the, the ghetto girl with these, uh, are those baby fat earrings? It's kind of giving. I... It's giving something. It looks like an animal. I look but it also it also me. looks like you could get them at a shop where you would also buy some incense, you know? Yeah, you're right. And they also had knockoff baby fat items, so that does look like a baby fat earring in her ear. Yeah. And she went from she went from the uh, she went from the '90s girl. We are living. Yes, <laughs> she went from that illusion or the, the salt and pepper. It gives me like a salt and pepper ish look. Mm-hmm. To you know, very she's giving me very model, like she's very model. Want to be on top? She's giving yeah. me very like young Beverly Peel. Um, I mean, I like it. I think it was. I mean, and and also too, I feel like Bree's hair is like a very beautiful texture naturally. So I'm glad they didn't go in with a relaxer and just kind of end that for her. They said we'll just do a blowout girl. So then yeah, that's whenever good. you want to sport your cute little four C texture curls, you can do that, girl. When you whenever you want to go back to that mohawk girl, that curly mohawk girl, that Keisha Cole, yes. that gives me very Keisha Cole, very. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it gives me very that from Keisha Cole. So yeah, this is uh, yeah, I like this. I like this makeover. Mm-hmm. What did she endure during that? Did she? 
you know, it really just was a blowout. You know, they gave her a nice little wash, con- you know, shampoo condition, and then just gave her a blowout. And I think that they put, like, a couple, um, like, wefts in there, some some extensions to give her a little extra length. But Yeah, and they highlighted um, that nose really good, contoured that nose really good, and those lips, they, yeah. They yeah, said, we she, are going to beat this mug. Yes. She's gorgeous. She was definitely one of my favorites this cycle. Same. Same. She looks like a little doll. Mm-hmm. She does. Okay, next up we have Nicole. Nicole was given, like, more weave to fill this hair out, give her some curls and volume. Um, What are we feeling about this look? She ends up winning this cycle. Uh, I... Gosh. I like the before better, to be honest with you, because it, I think that they they... They strengthened, they brought too much attention to her jaw. <laughs> like, they I don't said. know why she's giving me very trap jaw from He-Man, honey. Like, <laughs> I, you know, Nicole, um, it just was, I, um, I, f- <clears throat> I would have rather her have the blowout with not all the weave in it. And just them to clean her eyebrows up like they did and get that little blotch that's on her nose right there. But I just don't like the way... It just looks to me like they made her jaw so... That could have been Photoshop. Yeah, they shouldn't have done that. Because I'm looking at her little jaw here beforehand. You know, she has a strong jaw, but it almost looks like they went like... Shoot, like you know, with, little, with her uh-huh. jaw. Like, girl, this is giving me very trap jaw from He-Man, girl. It's giving me very jawbone, girl. It's giving but me But you want to know what, ha- what I think would have balanced, <laughs> balanced <laughs> that jaw out? And I know that this was not quite on trend in 2005, but had homegirl had like a center part with like, you know, that little... That little fall right there, you know, that would have been, like, nice to, like, carve her face out. I just Googled who Trap Man from, or Trap Jaw from He-Man is. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are mean, Miss Madison. No, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's just that I think, and they just, they slimmed her neck. It's just, like, like the things that they did to this picture, like, they slimmed her neck more, uh-huh. which made her jaw stand out. And she's a beautiful girl. She didn't need that. It's giving you that Barbie head, kind of. I don't like, like it. I don't like it. It's really, like, on a pedestal. <laughs> I don't like this. Okay, next, we got Lisa, Lisa Germano. I mean, first of all, she's serving the, 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 like, she is smizing hard in that makeover picture, she said. Baby, that makeover did hard the justice that was necessary, because she has, she too has a a strong jaw, Uh but Mm -hmm. the way that they, the way they softened it up with that chop, like, and Mm -hmm. the, the, the color of the chop and the, you know, the way they, they gave definition to her eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, it really softened her up. It softened her up. I agree. And I feel like this is the haircut that Sarah should have got from season three. Um, remember how badly they fucked up Sarah's hair. Yes. This oh my is this what feels like this is the redemption for what Sarah should have got. So I'm glad that they were able to get this kind of, side swoop short kind of like you know textured haircut because that that super eights haircut that they gave sarah from season three that was that was rotted um and i love the highlights that they gave her i just i think that she looks kind of it's it's giving very 90s supermodel 
Oh yes. Now this is she's it's softened her. It's giving very Linda. Very Linda. Yes. That was like they do a style part two where Mr. J gives all these girls different styles that they're supposed to embody, and a lot of them ended up getting just nineties supermodel style. So I mean iconic. Where can you I mean, where can you go wrong? That's true. Now we have Sarah and her makeover. Hmm. Her oh. lips are everything to me. I love her lips. I love I like her lips too, Maxwell. Her lips are her lips are the tea. Uh-huh. Her after picture is just stunnerella to me. I just yeah. really could look at this cut asymmetrical haircut on her all day. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly I think that the haircut looks great, but I wish that they would have done last looks on her before shooting because it seems like she was waiting a little bit like this little piece of the bang right there they needed to hit that with that flat iron just real so she had that nice just like because if i'm gonna get an angled bob when i see a photograph for the first time i want that to look laid like i want Mm -hmm. that bob laid and you can tell she ran her fingers through it because she's trying to play you know see how it feels and then you know she got on set and they took the picture and i was like where was the hairstylist to come and do last looks Hit that with the flat iron real quick. Touch up her part. Just so that she looked pristine. That's all I'm saying. But I do like the haircut. But you know what? This, this, this photo She's is giving me, it's giving me very Juvederm ad. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, 100%. That's what I thought as well when I saw this. <laughs> Next, we have gay icon, Kim. Where they basically just kept the same and then constantly beat her up for being herself. <laughs> for being too butch for them. Um, I mean, I like the color. I like the red. I just don't think that it was necessary to style it up into that derpy little faux hawk <laughs> on the top. Like, they should have just left that shit down. That was really rude. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, it's like, I could tell that the cut had some nice layers. They just could have left it, like, as a little pixie and have her just looking just, like, cute and sweet. Now with this weird, just, like, dumb pompadour with bangs in the front like what is that i would love to see her with some long flowing tresses Ooh, do you like the color would you have left it red i would have left it that color Uh and you know i would have because she's so butch Mm -hmm. i would have added some earrings you know just to see like even if they were little stud earrings i would i just but i would have loved to see her with some long flowing tresses. she has a very pretty face to me Mm mm-hmm Butch, mm-hmm. but she's very pretty. Oh my god, could you imagine her with like a install that was like just twenty two inches? Yes, I could have screamed that all the way down down the yes! back. Yes, like go forth in your ministry. <laughs> <honey>. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's talk about somebody with a hair weave because we also have Jayla. <sighs> Wait. Wait. Now, let's, let's zoom in on this. You want to talk about zooming in on something? Let's zoom in on this this dismantled hair extension they put on this poor girl. What is that? What is that? Just like right over by the collar. Like this is not blended, sweetie. No, it's not. But I must say, let's. I must say, pull it down. Let me see the, the where the where the part is and stuff like that. Like I must say that this after picture. Miss Mamas is the tea. That three quarters, she's serving. Right, Miss Mamas is the tea with this afterpin. Now, there are things they could have done to this hair. They could have really ran. They could have flat ironed this hair, blended their hair in. They could have gave, you know, it could have gave what it was supposed to have given. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they messed up in that place. But that face is giving it. Yeah. She A is thousand gorgeous. percent. 
it needed more layers. It was too heavy. It wasn't blended enough. Like, had they, like, razored it and, like, added some layers, some texture, so it just did, you didn't have, like, these random pieces from her, like, shaggy Ashley Simpson bob. Yeah. You know, like... I don't think you would be running into that that the blending issues that we are seeing right now. And girl, like, why did they have these little stringly things up here at the top by this part? Like, girl, if you're gonna part a hair, you know that all you're supposed to see is the part, honey. The part. Yeah. So you know what they needed to done is gotten in with some edge control Ooh! and just just right, just you know, just get into those little baby hairs, just put them right back. And they ended up taking her hair extensions out the next episode. She went to panel that night, and the judges were like, we actually hate your hair like this. So after sitting through all the torture of getting it put in her head, they took it out the next day. And basically oh, took it back to where how she was looking before. Even Tara, shorter. No. Tara, uh-huh. no. Tara, no. <laughs> she wanted long blonde hair, and they gave her long black hair. But the black hair, the black hair really brought out her face. Why'd you do that? Mm-hmm. And her eyes. Those I eyes. I do not think she should have been a blonde either, but that's what she wanted. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can't always get what you want. Now, this girl right here. Now, this is Corinne. Corinne's yes. hair was dyed blonde, and she was nervous about it, but I think she looks really good. Yes. The styling on it, I have some questions. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. really weird. Like disc, like it looks disconnected. It feels like the top was really scrunched up, and then these weird extensions on the bottom. But the colors are ten. Yeah, it's like crazy how it's heavy on the top, light in the middle, and then heavy on the bottom. I'm like, that's bizarre. But I do love the color. I love how they bleached her brows. Like they, like that's wheat right there. I feel like I'm looking at wheat. That is they, wheat. And they shaped her brows too, which. I love a big brow, but these are really nice, too. Ooh, but the way Corinne's brows would be popping out in 2021, you know they wouldn't have taken those down at all. Leave all that brow, Corinne. Now, listen to me, and this is just me stating this. I love this makeover. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, uh, Shay and Maxwell, the reason why it's heavy at the top, lean in the middle, and heavy at the bottom is because they initially were, were going for layers, and when you layer hair like this, the curl pattern has to be like, a, it has to be Locklear. Uh-huh. It needs to be a Heather Locklear mm-hmm. layer. And, th- and instead of them layering it like that, like bumping it like that, mm-hmm. it just fell wild. Like they made her just shake it and it just fell wild like that instead of yep. bumping, it, bumping it and making it like a Locklear illusion. Yep. But yeah. she actually gives me Tyra looking at this photograph. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Top I love it. Facts. I mean, I think she looks really great. Mm-hmm. No, I think Corinne looks amazing. Corinne. Corinne. Oh! Pussy. <laughs> Pussy. This, this after photo, all the after photos I think are really good, but Kyle's, for whatever reason, is not giving me. She's just got really thin, stringy hair in the wind. They darkened her hair. That was her makeover, was they gave her a chocolatey brown hair. I I just don't think that wind is necessary for everybody's makeover photos. Sometimes that doesn't really help to show the hairstyle, you know? Um, And if I... God, I just don't like any of these parts. Like, I feel like 2005, like, parts were in a very... Parts were in purgatory in 2005. People did not know which way they wanted to part their hair. And it feels... I can feel the struggle here with Kyle, um, did they add extensions into her hair? 
looks like it. I think they did, yes. Yeah, to take her a little bit longer. I mean, I feel like with the color of Kyle's eyes, like the brown of Kyle's eyes, I would have preferred like maybe like a little bit more of a chocolatier, like a warmer brown with some redder undertones, but it's fine. I have no reads for her. No I think that she's, I have no reads for her. It is I an mean, improvement from where she was before. Because I'm looking at the before. Yes. So I have no reads for her. Yes. Oh, go for it. <laughs> yes. And next we have uh, Nick, who, uh, you know, they just went in, lightened her up. Gave, they just wanted to make her more of a lioness. They, you know, I love it. It's a It's a shoot for me. I think that that color on like Nick's skin tone is perfection. I think mm-hmm. she looks so good. Very Vanessa Williams comfort zone. Welcome to yes. the comfort zone. Yes. yes. And it it's crazy too because you look at the before and the after, just this hair color really pulls out the like hazel green in her eyes. Her mm. eyes look so much greener with that like those warm honey tones in there. They really just pull it out. Yeah, I love this look. It's the T. Oh. Next is Ebony. <sighs> Good old Ebony. They gave her the, the like, Erica Badu love of my life, micro, micro, micro mini braids. And she was in the chair the longest. Um, I think it was, what, 14 hours that um, Ebony was in the chair getting her hair braided? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The photo is not the tea, but I do love this makeover. I love these long, long micro braids. I, I, I'm obsessed with it. I just don't see any difference in between the before or the after picture. <laughs> she okay. So like, I would say like Ebony just kind of had like relaxed hair that was maybe about like uh, jaw length. You know, kind of like a little bob. So then they were just like, let's go in. Just get T.S. is like, I'm still not being sold the fantasy. Mm-hmm. What? You know, the little, you ain't feeling the brandy braids. You ain't feeling the, no, the little Michael. Bu- they, they just gave her a stereotype look to me. Personally, I would have, I, I personally would have either lightened it, either given her number four hair. Okay. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have given her such a dark eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. Cause she already looks like she's madder than a motherfucker right there. Like, bitch, I'm um, mad that you bitches got me seeing her all day with this stuff. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't, I don't know. And she's pretty, but it's just something that they shouldn't have done. Like those braids were not the tea for me on uh, her, not yeah. on her. See, I love the braids. I could have gone for a lighter color, like a four, you know, and maybe like some little, some like more little like lighter colors in there. But I, I live for a super thin. I, I tell you what I would have done for her. I would have given her very much so a Dorothy Dandridge type. Oh, girl. you know, like I'd have given her that. Like she would have been, she'd have been out. Her mug would have been so that shit would have been to like, like, like waves or pin curls or uh-huh. something. It would have been down to her, her, her head. So I could really uh-huh. because she has a. And I'm not reading you if you hear this. She has a, a, a she has a a large enough face for a mm-hmm. picture that she could have did like a, a wave pattern, but mm-hmm. she, like tapered to the head and uh-huh. you know and, and a look 
over her shoulder with a mold somewhere yeah. that would have that would have like turned it for me. Like I don't like these. That actually would have been really beautiful. And I also I was thinking too because you were talking about shorter hair, like a kind of like Nia Long in like yes. the early nineties when she was on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That yes. really short, like that mm-hmm. would have been cute on her as well. Like that right. Well, let's get into our last makeover, but I want to actually bring on a special guest. Um, I'm going to let them in on the call really fast. Hang on. Oh, work. Got it. Going to have our special friend, our our makeover extraordinaire, top model expert. My daughter. Oliver, are you there? Oh my God, how did I wind up in the ladies' room? Yes! <laughs> Hi, daughter. Daughter, you didn't tell me that. Shay, Max. You... Hi, mama. What's up? Hi. Shit? You had knew this all day when I told you, bitch, I can't do- talk to you because I'm on the phone with my girls. <laughs> yes, yes. Me or I told Max earlier, her and I have been speaking all day. And so I just knew you were going to be gag pulled in shock when you saw me pop in on you, girl. What's this? <laughs> yeah. We love a surprise. How are you? Yes. Hi, Oliver. What's going on, friends? I am okay. I am just living life. I got some pink in my cup, you know, something nice and pink, good with rocks. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we're over here talking about the makeovers of Cycle 5. Now, you know <gasps> we love talking about some makeovers here with you on Want to Be on Top. Yes. And so we were actually about to talk about our very last makeover of the girls from Cycle 5. And I mean, I feel like this Top is pro- probably the one that was the most scandalous because we have Cassandra, our beauty queen, who got dyed blonde. And had it cut off, but Tyra had specifically said she wanted Mia Farrow and Rosemary's baby, (laughs) and that she wanted them to go and take an additional inch off of Cassandra's hair, and she said no and left the competition. Which confuses me to this day, because at the point (laughs) at which you chopped your hair down to your medulla... (laughs) <laughs> what is another inch going to give you, girl? Like, get rid of it. Yeah, just, 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 right. Just get rid of that inch, And baby. my question, too, was also, why didn't the hairstylist just do it right the first time? Like, did she throw that big of a fit that he didn't cut it? Like, why didn't, like, why didn't he do his job correctly the first time to what Tyra wanted? Now, exactly. that would have been funny. We'd be like, girl, I'm not going to cut your hair. It just did. just went ahead and did it. Maybe right. she did throw a hissy fit. It this was, is seemed- definitely Mia Farrow's Rosemary's baby. It's, no, it's almost there. Short. She was like, it was, you know, she made it clear that it was hand sign inch big. She yeah. was like, this short. She said it over and over. But the thing about it is, all they needed to do was comb it down, probably. Girl, well, Tyra said, you know, what Tyra has said was she wanted short, 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 short. Me and Deandre had a brush cut. Uh, she sure the hell did. She sure the hell did. <laughs> we were like, damn. And she really did have like no hair in that movie. And you're like, you luckily you got a very beautiful face, Mia. And that's exactly what Cassandra has. And that's why Tyra was like, I know that you could carry off a haircut like this. Shay, tell me this. Do you think the emphasis on her getting her, her hair cut shorter was that Tyra just needed to have this haircut or... Did they knew they had hit a trigger point with Miss um, with Miss Whitehead, and they wanted to terrorize her? 
Okay, so... Her last name is Whitehead. I did f- see that. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like it is a combination of both. Because, like, once the hair was, like, you know, styled up, it really was giving a little bit more suburban. And I know that Tyra wanted to get her edgy. And she's like, and if I get you, like, short, short, almost, like, brush cut short, just, like, you know, that leaves nothing but this beautiful face that Cassandra mm-hmm. clearly has and it, it and it would allow her to a not hide behind her hair but b learn how to just be edgy because at this point you know she was just a she was a pageant queen she was presentational she was always bright and you know southern in texas and Tyra's like I want to edge you up I want to make you look like a top model you know, cosmopolitan girl. I want to take you out of Texas and I want to put you in Tokyo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it was a combination of both those things because Cassandra was so against it. And she had said earlier that she would do like they always do. They're always like, oh yeah, girl, you could cut all my hair off. And it's always those girls that on camera say that you could go and do that. And then they go and do it. And they're like, wait, what what do you mean you go and cut my hair off? (laughs) It's just different than what they you said. Would... They said like, that was, it was an expression when I said that you could cut my hair off. I didn't actually mean that shit. But what she didn't understand to do what must be done. Wonderful <laughs> <laughs> change, honey. Baby. She had to do a change, baby. Yeah, no, she really had to go. She for... was not with the things. She was not with the things of the situation. <laughs> Girl, she, she changed her right. She changed her location from out of that damn house and went home. Ah. <laughs> she, <laughs> she said, girl, I got time for none of this. I got to go. It's just now, like, it's so just like, damn, though, because then you got to go home. Fall. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might as well just, like you said, <laughs> lost, like, lost that extra inch. They done already cut it all off anyway. Like, lose the extra inch. Show Tyra and the judges that you are willing to change and then just keep on pushing through the competition. You never know. Well, I mean, this is my this is just my stray opinion, honey. We only remember you back. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Top model fans, everybody sit down and relax. While we have you here, who is your favorite makeover this cycle? This is cycle five. I honestly, when I, oh, Nick, Nick Pace got that, got that, um, was it like a honey blonde, honey blonde. almost skin tone as uh-huh. type hair. It was big. They did so many things with it. They teased it, teased it out, pulled it in a bunch, straightened it, busted down the middle. She yeah. looked fierce. Yeah, yeah. Nick's, Nick's, Nick's was, Nick's was it. Yeah. It was exactly what it needed to be. Lisa, you know what? I know I know all the fans laugh and gonna laugh, but I actually like Lisa Diamato's aunt cut during this. During no, this we were saying that before you came on. We said yeah. that we felt that it was a redemption for the really terrible haircut that they gave to Sarah on cycle three with her which little... We which we right, talked about, yeah. how they messed up Sarah's haircut with that really awkward Super 8 yes. haircut. But no, I... I really think that Lisa D'Amato's um, turned out fantastic, too. Yes. Kisses, Lisa. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, stopping by with us, Oliver. You know, You're I don't so know if you want to chill or hang out, but... Yeah, do you want to chill or hang out, girl? Wag, girl. Yeah. No, I'm going to leave. I'm going to get back to work. 
I'm yes. getting work on something for Madison right now, so I'm gonna get back to work. Mm-hmm. Are you working on? Are you working on that track? When is that coming Ooh, out? Ooh, Shea Kool-Aid, I got you, girl. Everybody, Shea Kool-Aid, I posted a preview, and Shea Kool-Aid texted me. She said, "Bitch, what is this? Where does this exist? And when can we have it?" I got you, girl. I got thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> well, you thank you so Oliver. much for joining us, Oliver. Thank I love you, you guys. Yes, we love you too. Bye, Mama. Love you. Bye, Dwana. Bye. To do, girl. Here she go. Yes. And on that note, we are going to take a quick break, and we are going to be right back with T.S. Madison. Oh yes. are back with the one, the only, T.S. Madison, and it is always such a pleasure to chat with you. We got an opportunity to talk before I started this show here on another Mom Network show. You know, we caught up with Willem over um, on Race Chaser, the hot goss edition, and you have been working so much since then, girl, so we just want to catch up with you and see how you have been been fine you know i i did zola uh it, well, it premiered out in the in the uh theaters this year um yes. i also worked with gabrielle union this year maybe a couple of months ago doing um there's a a, a rom-com coming out called the perfect find yeah um, uh, the cast is keith powers my friend he, he and i became really good friends nice. gabrielle union gina torres um okay uh, Janet Hubert is in the movie. Lala Anthony, Aisha Hines. Uh, is, so many people are in this movie, and yes. me, the TS. Yes. <laughs> uh, my guest, the legendary, the legendary TS. My character is uh, her name is Greta. Uh, Greta was initially supposed to be a uh, <laughs> German woman. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I ain't never met a sister named Greta in my well, life. Well, you're gonna meet one. <laughs> Soon, uh, yes. her name was damn Greta, Chad. And so, uh, you better Greta, you better Greta. <laughs> I came in, I, I, I did such a really good job. And I, uh, the director is Numa, Numa, how do you say per- Numa P E R R I E R P E R R I E R Perrier? Yes, Numa Perrier. Uh, she's great. Like she, I, I didn't need lots of directions. I was just like, how am I going to embody a German woman? Well, I'm just going to give it what I'm going to give it. <laughs> yes. And I gave you know, it what I gave it. And it, I got a standing ovation it, when we rapped. It was great. Yes. Okay. Come on. Getting standing ovations like you in a, like you on Broadway when you filming a, a movie. Yes. Yes, yes, uh, and it, it was good. It was good, and then I moved on after that, and I uh, I got cast in the film Bros. Yes, so exciting by with Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner. Bros is a Billy Eichner film that that stars me. Uh, I can give you these people because until they have made those big announcements, because there's so many. It's a star star studded cast of LGBT LG, oh. it's of, a star-studded of, of, of cast our peeps. of LGBTQ plus icons yes. um, 
Uh, it's 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 a rom it's a rom com as well. We love uh, it. It's directed by Nicholas Stoller. Um, it's a Judd Apatow production. You what? already know what Judd. You know what, you know what Judd Apatow gives. It's a it's an NBC Universal film that's going to be yes. in the theaters. Yes. Um, I am definitely principal cast. You know, like like like, like you're going to see me a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's what we deserve. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, but it's it's uh, myself. Miss Lawrence is in it. Uh, Miss Lawrence does an exceptional job as her character. Miss like Lawrence I, has been getting in her acting bag. Huh. Oh, Miss Lawrence is a she's a great actress. I, I, I said, let me get sat, this acting bag. Huh. I, she said, "Hey, you know." <laughs> so I sat back and I looked at her. I watched her perform. I was just watching her work. Is you know, we were we were in some scenes together. And uh, we're, we're actually in a lot of scenes together. And so I just was looking over there at her and I was like, she's, she's got it. Like this, She's perfect for this character, you know? What is it like to be a part of such a, like, predominantly queer cast? Like, that must be so So many icons. Uh, Guillermo, Guillermo Torres, am I right? Is that Guillermo Torres is in it? Yes. Guillermo, I, Guillermo del Torres? Or is Guillermo it? del Torres. It's Guillermo. Guillermo, honey. It's a hard. They got T.S. Madison in that bitch, and she got to be yeah. all the iconic people that are doing iconic things as L- LGBTQ people. And it was just like such a thing because Simone is in the movie. Yes, I'm still trying to pronounce Guillermo. There Guillermo. we go. It's Guillermo. hard. Guillermo you have to really get you. You have to wrap your mouth around that Guillermo. It's Guillermo. Yes. I know, how to, you know, because I'm from Miami, so we had to really, you know, mm. Guillermo. Guillermo. Yes. Guillermo del Torres. Yes. So, I love Gu- it when you say that. Guillermo del Torres. But he and I had a really good conversation. Um, like, we had lots of uh, lots of fun. I just, it, the film was so much freaking fun, fun, fun. Because, I mean, I remember you um, on your birthday being, like, out, being like, I'm celebrating my birthday before my birthday because I'm working on my birthday. And I said, well, what's she working on? Yeah, well, I, well, they had already announced me being on the on the thing, so I could, I had, I, I could say that I was working on bros, but, you know, there's other things that I've, been, that I've worked on uh, that is going to be announced soon, honey. And, you know, it's just, that I'm just so happy to continually continuously be working. And mm-hmm. Maxwell Maxwell said something to me earlier today. He says, he said to me, he said, TS Madison, I, I really enjoy you occupying these spaces and still continuing to be TS Madison. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes what happens is we get into these Hollywood spaces and then we, we, we started we start to become Valley Girls. And um after that <laughs> No, that's not going to come from the TS, bitch. You're going to get, I'm going to stumble over a word. I'm going to fuck up a line. I'm going to say, hi, Alamo Shata. I'm going (laughs) to scream out. You know, I'm going to be just, just the, just the girl that I was born to be. And, you know, and I try to explain this to people like, the reason why you you hire me to come and occupy these spaces is because you know, that's who I am. And Mm so, in order for you to get that what you want from me, you have to allow me to be who I am, even if it's just just like they did in Zola. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Zola was very much so. And Madison, here's the baseline of the prayer. You tear it the rest up. And I was like, really? <laughs> yes. wow. dear, dear Heavenly Father, <laughs> we are asking you a special prayer. Special prayer. Special prayer. Yes. Sin. Dust, <laughs> and that just 
I, I had the opportunity to watch myself in Zola in the theaters, like when it came out with people. Uh-huh. I, was sit, I, I was sitting in the theater and I was like, you know, you know, just in there with my little sweats on and just watching. Mm-hmm. I watched it maybe one, two, three, four times in the theaters with people. And every time that my part came up, they, the people went and, up every time. Uh, it yes. was a wave of craziness. <laughs> It was just that. I said, wow, T.S. Manson, you're really someone in this world. Yes. And you really are. You are the gift that keeps on getting. Yeah, it's just like, you have to, because when you're doing it, when you're in the process of doing it, you just, you just, this is your work. You know, you, uh-huh. you, this is work. This is fun. This is your passion. This is what you're doing. And you don't really realize these things until these, this stuff happens. And I was in my hotel room in New York City trying to find something on TV that's like, watch it. And I'm like, uh, Zola. Wow. <laughs> like, and it's not like Zola is on this, the fucking TV. And then I'm like, wait, man, so you talking about Zola is on TV. You have a whole TV show. TV that's, show. <laughs> that's on TV. And it does not really, it, it don't really, Shay, you know. Yeah. You were, it's, it's not hitting you. It's not, because this, you're just walking in your dream. You're walking uh-huh. in, in, your de- in your destiny. You're just walking like, Girl, okay, what's my next job? What's the next job? Where yeah. can I be myself some more? And then yeah. when you get out in the world and people are like, I saw you in that movie. You're like, oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> you know? But then they're like, can I take a picture with you? That stuff has never been crazy to me because I've been a very popular in, on the social media mm-hmm. thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I've been men's fantasies for years before that. But mm-hmm. that's another, that's neither here nor there right now. But it's like now when people are approaching me, wanting to take a picture or want an autograph or whatever it is, they're approaching me for all the works that I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. And it's like crazy because it's just like, girl, you watched that? Or, girl, you did that? Or, girl, you mm-hmm. seen that? Or, girl, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you blame us? Yeah. No, we I, love listen, you. I Look fan, at the material. Uh, yeah, but I fan out. Like when I go to places, like 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 anytime I go to something that's drag race related, like I'm a drag race fan. <laughs> I just whatever, you know. I'm just that. Yeah. And anytime I go to anything that's drag race related, and I see the girls come out, and I see their face because they're. I think the drag race girl. I want to say this: if if no one has said this to you guys, uh, all of you drag race girls. I would like to say thank you for, no, even though the, the road ain't easy, but thank you for going through because you are, we are all a part of the LGBTQIA umbrella, mm-hmm. but like the Drag Race Girls, RuPaul, all this stuff is really normalizing queer culture. Mm-hmm. And it always warms my heart to see the Drag Race Girls have of fans like waiting in lines wrapped around the building and like these people are gay people straight people kids like uh-huh. all this stuff like it just it just every time I watch it I watched Bianca Del Rio last night I was on her Instagram just wa- going through her Instagram page just watching all her stuff and I'm like mm-hmm. wow and like Shay come on like the people like you went there and tore that shit up and I like I knew it was a a, a really big thing for you it's a big thing for you when you walk mm-hmm. through you know, you have mm-hmm. hordes and hordes of international fans, and we are queer people. This is yeah. this was unheard of for us at a time. Uh huh. 
It's just like, because I think about that little, that scared little kid out in the middle of nowhere, Illinois, that at one point was just all like, is this life even worth living? Is it, it, will anybody even miss me if I'm gone? You know, and I think just like now, just by like, you know, pursuing and pushing through, you know, to chase my dreams and my passions, how, you know, it allows us to see that there are so many other people out there that have gone through and thought and felt the same things and felt isolated and alone. And it shows you what a great community we have, because the way that I feel like our fans like lift us up and support us, it's it's something so special. I just I still think about my mom going to the season nine finale. I was and there. Being like, yeah, she was sitting right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> and she was saying, she's like, I've never felt a love energy like I felt in that room. You know, she's like, I never experienced anything like that. And she said, you know, all she's like, most of these people are just relatively strangers, but she's like, she's like, even in church, I haven't felt people love on one another just so openly and purely like that. And uh, I, 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 it just reminded me how lucky and blessed I feel to belong to this community, you know? Because, no, it's not an easy road, like you said. But it's not. It's not an easy road. And I just wanted to say that, like, to all my queer pi- pioneers, all my queer entertainers, all my queer, from podcasts to television to whatever space, even the radio, even the girls that occupy radio spaces and stuff like that. It's just like, mm-hmm. we have to, it's, it's so important for us to occupy those spaces and for us to do those things. And for us to be, we need those fan bases because what yes. it does is it expands us. It, ex, it expands our experiences and it humanizes us because a lot of hetero people don't see us as human. They, they say we're y'all are LGBT. Like, yeah. I'm like, like that's alien. Like, oh, y'all LBGT people. Mm-hmm. I remember I was arguing with a fat, nasty, dirty neck ass bitch online. <laughs> and she said, uh, <laughs> that cunt said, I don't, I will, well, be, being very uh, transphobic. He, we don't know who he is over here in our community. He's big over there with the gays. We don't know him. You know, that's what she was saying about me. And then mm. someone from the straight community came through and said, girl, we don't know you. We know her. Like, what am I saying? We've been knowing her for years, girl, honey. She's been entertaining us for years. She's already bridged the gap in between. And that's one thing I have to say about me. I am most definitely that bridge in between, especially yes. for us people of color. Mm-hmm. I'm most definitely that bridge in between with the black folks and the, and the urban culture. Uh-huh. Yes, you are that I bridge. Up, I went up there to that breakfast club and let them know, bitch, you have no power here. Yes. Yes. I went you there were... and let them know and let them know. We're all friends here, but I'm just as a powerful voice as you are. You got you guys talk to culture and y'all shape culture, mm-hmm. but I'm a part of the culture. Let me and let my piece come sit right in here. I'm I am the line in between the LGBTQIA bitch and you we urban folk and I sat right on their necks. Black yes. people, it is your duty. Yes. As people of color to understand that we are black and we are queer at the same exact time, honey. Yes. You went down and you brought down the walls of Jericho on Breakfast Club. I said, hey, no other girl could have did it like me. No, 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 not no, not a one. Not, not one. Not, no, not a one. That's my, that's, that's my, that's your lane. That's your purpose. Mm -hmm. Yes. Amen. It is, it has been so lovely having you here with us 
TS. Like, I mean, just, it's always just so wonderful getting to chat with you. I just love you so much. I just I love think you that too, you are Shay. just so amazing and wonderful and talented and what a gift you are to all of us. And you just continue to bless and inspire us all the time. And I'm just so thankful and grateful for you. Thank you, Shay. I love you. And I, and I would like some more of your soap. So I will be ordering. Oh, some. absolutely. Girl, you know, it. we're I about love. to, oh, but you know, we got another little product coming out soon. Honey, is it infused with the magics and wondrous words? You know, it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is. <laughs> It's got that oh little twinkle. Ah, yes, because I smelled it. I'm telling y'all, mm-hmm. if you haven't got your $100,000 bar of soap, please, it blessed my life. I washed on Friday, and by Monday, I had two contracts for something new comes. And I was like, wait a minute. What <laughs> <laughs> must be done? <laughs> Won't you do it? Won't you do it? Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And remember, if you have any top model facts or questions for Maxwell and me or our guests, or you just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe to Want to Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show. Why? Because it helps us grow, bitch. I'm Shay Coulee. And I'm Maxwell Esposito. And I am the T.S. Honey. And this Hell has been the yes. show. And this has been the show. And I'm going to tell y'all a li- a one, one last thing before I ease on up out of here. Don't come in my inbox with that shit because I'll fuck you up. On <laughs> <laughs> And as always, the question remains, want to be, be on, on top? top? I am a top. Wanna Be On Top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Wanna Be On Top? Forever! (laughs) To listen to Wanna Be On Top? ad-free and Monday early. Sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top? Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna be on top? It's produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, aka Mom. Hosted by Shea Coulee. Produced by Maxwell Esposito. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey.